Ladies and gentlemen, for the casuals have finally and stutteringly seized control of the airwaves. This is Casually Hardcore Live on Versus the World Radio, VTW Productions. Dot com. Tangent alert! And this, ladies and gentlemen, is why we can't have nice things. At all. <laughs> <laughs> no idea what the heck just happened there. I just had to point Sam Broadcaster back at the exact same location for the file, and it said, okay, I'll play it this time, yeah. but just this time. See, that's yeah, what yeah. cracks me up when you go, oh, you guys can just run the show if I'm not here. <laughs> it's like, no, because this stuff happens. You yeah, also like, have mm, problem solving nah, skills. Nah, nah. Not on Sundays. Oh, I see. oh, yeah, no, not on Sundays. It's enough of a problem just to get, you know, here. <laughs> Speaking of Sunday, for Sunday, March the, what are we at here? 6th. 6th, March 11. This is Casually Hardcore. I am Gnomewise. I'm Eilid. And I'm Grail. And that's all you get. Yep. Yeah. Just the three of us. I think Dax is off doing the bridesmaids. Bridal, bridal shower. shower thing. And yeah. Gwidora, God only knows. Who knows? He's out there with the fishes. Possible. That's always a good choice. <laughs> Maybe yeah, could be fishing. Hopefully, he'll come could back be doing with something else. Another fishing story he can tell on the air that then a listener can creatively edit. Yeah. Yes. There you that go. Always ends well. <laughs> yeah. For us anyway. Especially if you get the F sound right at the beginning. Exactly. Yep. Yep. Fishing for brown trout. But anyway. Whoa. Uh, if you are, uh, <laughs> wash that right out of your mouth, I get the throw up out of my mouth. Nom, nom, nom. <laughs> I think I just verped a little. I threw up a little. Oh. If you are joining us live. Please participate in Internet Relay Chat. And we're actually got the camera working again. We're back in the IRC and video talk box stream. Yeah, no. <laughs> so come to vtwproductions.com and select the chat icon at the top of the screen. You may notice that the pull-down menus across the top have, in the last week or two, been rearranged to something a little more sensible and usable. We hope you enjoy that. But go to chat, and if you have a webcam that you wish to participate with, go to chat and video. If you just want to in be involved in text chat, simply click on chat. And you'll be greeted with a web chat interface. Pick a name, join the chat, yell at us. If you have a preferred IRC client, point it at irc.quakenet.org and join the pound or hash VTW, as in versus the world, channel. So many options. So many choices, so many options. Oh, my goodness. As mm. Octail says, this is what we do, this is how we're used. Mm -hmm. In the IRC, you will find many people, but one person in particular. Near the top of the list, you will find someone named Barry V.A. That's the Barry Von Awesome to the rest of you. He is our IRC rep. If you have something you wish to bring to our attention or if you have questions about how all this works, he is your go-to person in the IRC. He will answer your questions. He will bring things to our attention. Please do not PM the hosts of the show in IRC. During the show, you will be summarily ignored. Please send all the information to Barry. Barry White. Save my life. Yes, he's so good, he gets his own theme tune drop in. That's right. Which is not quite as cool as... Which is your short version, or your long, full intro version. I don't know how to put this, but I'm kind of a big deal. 
I'm feeling the love. You should be feeling wow. the love. I, I, so what happens when I take a week off? I know. Wow, this is really nice. I get backed up on my... I need, I need my fix of drop-ins That's here. That's right. And you need to start saying things that require me to do this. Silence! Yeah. Which I know is not That's hard. That's not, not hard far away. Don't, yeah. yeah, I was going to say my, <laughs> my basic response is, so when you're gone for a week, you come back and feel the need to give Grail a little loving, huh? Silence! See, there you go. See, it didn't take long at all. That's perfect. <laughs> Honey, I knew you could step up for me. I loved you. You are pretty. And uh, sometimes it does actually take a step stool to give you a kiss. So, <laughs> so, oh my goodness. So Ted is over. Ted. Yes. Talk about the Ted. Ted. Technology entertainment design. Yep. Is a long running uh, series of. Conventions and is now a much expanded number of conventions. Let's see here. Someone on the video wall didn't mute their microphone. Uh, the listeners, at, listeners at home did not hear that, but we did because they oh were on my, my goodness. screen. But I have now muted them. I was, uh, evil I was person say. in the video wall, always mute your microphone. Yes, I'm pointing at you. Yes, you're making the appropriate facial recognition of being the bad guy. <laughs> Consider yourself chastised. Wow. Neener, neener, neener. Moving on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can't say that on the radio. Sorry. <laughs> Horatio, can you say that on the radio? I don't know. So, yes, the TED conference was this week, uh-huh. and Ted Hester, my brother, and I once again worked volunteer IT support for mm-hmm. the TED Active in Palm Springs, which is the one remote uh, satellite simulcast site right. where the young and the hip hang out. Cool. And, uh, I, yeah, I realized this trip that I will never be as hip as most of these people, and that's probably a good thing. So uh, hip you can't even see over your pelvis? I am so hip, yes. I am up to here with cool. I am so cool. You can keep a side of meat in me for a month. Yeah. Yeah, that's when I kind of lose it. Mm. We, we, hung, so, we hung with the real people, the people running the show. That's cool. Yeah. the the Basically, people who run the show go back to kind of your tech theater days, which is a... Oh, very much you so. You know, that's the that's the difference between hanging out with the actors and hanging out the with the tech, the tech theater people. And the techies. <laughs> it's and different. We, we tend to hang with the techies because we, we wind up interfacing with them because we set up the backstage computers that play the PowerPoint and keynote presentations and all the movies that the various presenters bring us... About 30 seconds before they step of on stage. Course. Without the appropriate fonts. Nice. Um, untested codecs. All kinds of wonderful stuff. Oh what about the one you told me who hadn't found her, uh, the actual app she intended to use to demonstrate her point? Yeah. Yeah. That was, um, her intention was to do auto-tune. Okay. Live. Right. Through, through an iPhone app. Sure. Sounds easy enough. We even had a nice iPhone dock connector, which took it to... Decent audio output, so it could go right through the, the sound. sound system. Yeah, and got her up there for the rehearsals. Right, and she said, "Well, I haven't actually found the app that does that yet. I've got this one that I can pre-record, and I've been pre-recording myself and playing back, then processed, auto-tuned. But for the for the real presentation tomorrow, I need it to be live. And me and this technical director are standing looking at her like." And okay. is there something you want us to do about this? Because that's not on the job description. Yeah. People usually arrive for their TED Talk, which is often described as the talk of your life. Right. A little more prepared than this. Yeah. <laughs> and she did, she truly didn't seem to, to grasp the, the blank stares she was getting from us as, 
Whiskey Tango Foxtrot. What do you want us to do? Do about this. <laughs> and thankfully, she did go find someone who knew a thing or two about this amongst the other uh, presenters. Right. And they went and found an appropriate app, and she was able to do what she wanted to do. But just her just kind of standing there, more importantly, wasting 11 other people's time yeah. while she, we stood there and, okay, well, we can't help you test this because this isn't here right now. So you should move along. Go sit down and help these other people who came prepared. Wow. Yeah, this is... This that is, gives me hope, though. I could do a TED Talk on something that I don't have. <laughs> I can make, <laughs> I I can say, make something up. I make that crap up. Exactly. <laughs> well, I can be was, the coolest thing ever. This was TED U, Y-O-U, where they do just a local group of presenters oh, okay. kind of doing the not main stage on Long Beach presentations, mm-hmm. but it's your opportunity to maybe get your foot in the door and impress people, and you may find right, yourself right. on TED.com. There was one guy last year, Sebastian, mm-hmm. who completely rocks, who did a TED Talk on how to do a TED Talk, and he had done actual statistical analyses of all the most viewed TED Talks on TED.com, because the stats are freely yeah, available yeah. right there, and did all these things on what color font you should use, and what words you should use by the number of times they appear, and just did this hilarious, and obviously based on real numbers, presentation wow. on, I'm going to build a web tool, and the, and the website was live right when he was done with the talk, yeah. to automatically generate the ultimate TED Talk. Oh, that's funny. And it was awesome, and it, it worked. Oh, my. And he was a hilarious presenter, and he was there again this year doing a different presentation, but it just... Oh, so that's good. You, and that was actually a snippet or two from him where it was in the opening trailer for this year's TED. Oh, and wow. They do a... Previously at TED, and then they do snippets of yeah. all kinds of their, their high profile stuff, and he was in there like Sebastian, yo. <laughs> oh, so yeah, so. This, was, this wasn't like someone who was really doing their full on the main stage live stream to the whole world TED talk. It was a local person, but they still would kind of think you should come and be a little more prepared. Yeah, than that. I mean, still your your presentation, your words, you got to take some responsibility for that, and maybe you know have the app you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, maybe it doesn't have seem the, like it's a big stretch. Done. Yeah, <laughs> I want to demonstrate this software. I haven't built it yet, but I want to demonstrate it wow. uh, tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I know it should be possible. I just wanted to decker at that point. It <laughs> should be possible. You need to go do a little this thing called research and preparation. Run along. Uh, <sighs> she was young. <laughs> So, uh, yes, we had eight days of uh, no gnome-wise, eight days of single parenting. Um, When gnome-wise left, we'd sort of, we'd almost managed to get the house looking like a hurricane had not gone through it. Um, The week before gnome-wise left for for Ted, the the girl had the flu, the dryer broke, all kinds of crazy stuff happened, and so... Literally, uh, the house the house looked like some some sort of natural disaster had swept through. I mean, it's like clothes hanging from rods in the ceiling, things like that, because it was too cold outside to dry clothes. <laughs> so, uh. um, so yeah, I spent the weekend. Let's see, putting everything together, uh, putting the house back together, and mm-hmm. then literally running the house like a drill sergeant while Gnomewise was gone. And I discovered that with children. That works. Yeah. <laughs> they crave discipline. They crave organization yep. and everything at exactly the time that it needs. We, there was no late for school. Right. There was no argument about getting ready for school. There was no, you know, everything just... I was exhausted by the time it was over, but it worked. Yeah. And I thank you for so, that. And I was through. Yeah. 
I was I was interested to see if I'd be able to do it. Uh, so I did uh, obviously get through one of these things. And your your uh, respect for people who single parent goes, goes all the time. right Quite a bit. through the ceiling, <laughs> right through the ceiling. Right on. Yeah, cause I, I dragged myself through this for a week. You do it all the damn time. Yeah, for Pro- you, it is you. your life. Yep. Yeah, so so that was my week, really, was kind of putting things together. Uh, got a new title at work. Didn't get any more money, but I got a new title. Yay, responsibility. Yay, more responsibility. <laughs> <laughs> and off we go. Yep. That's common nowadays. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh. oh, I'm just, you know, you're happy, honestly happy to have a job in this economy it's still I, I think to me it still seems like a jobless recovery i haven't seen yep i'm not suddenly rolling in large piles of cash and easy to carry bags so therefore it must not be a recovery right mm. where is my free money free money i demand it mm. although, I, money. though i did do my, my normal tradition whenever i travel i do stop when, for one of the fuel stops i will snag whatever the dominant life form of lottery ticket is in that area oh, okay i usually just drop five bucks and give me five randoms yeah yeah so I haven't I haven't yet checked to see if oh, I, you might be I, I could be fantastically wow. wealthy and you know VTW could be getting a major makeover this real soon. Of, like that's kind of exciting. My house first. <laughs> I think the studio will be part of the new house. What are you talking about? Oh, that's too funny. Mm. Yeah, you do oh, you do the long drive fantasizing. Hey, what would I do if I wasn't that money? Exactly. Thinking about this too much, or I'll become very depressed. <laughs> <laughs> Because the likelihood of me earning this much money anytime soon is kind of small. Bit remote. Yeah, weirder things have happened. All right. So <sighs> my favorite thing, it's been two weeks since we've done a show. Yes. Yeah. Is the fact in the intervening two weeks, Charlie Sheen lost his mind. <gasps> I saw that. <laughs> and, oh, my. And has God. now become this fountain of quotes and sound bites. He's the ultimate yes, I'm on a drug. It's called Charlie Sheen. But I don't know. <laughs> I mean, we in our in our guild ruckus, we've been just quoting it every night because there's a, sh- a site out there called Live the Sheen Dream. And it just <laughs> randomly pops you up one of his quotes, and we'll just say like, "Okay, we're going to start a battleground." What's Charlie have to say about this? Winning, and he has things to say like, "Sorry, my life is so much more bitching than yours. I planned it that way." It's like, <laughs> Thank you, Charlie. That's awesome. And I don't know if it's either he's gone completely nuts and it's fascinating to watch that happen on such an epic scale or he's actually doing this intentionally and it's to, the best yeah. marketing campaign since Ever. Spice yeah. commercials. <laughs> I mean, it's so over the top. And then on this site, you just touch his head and he tells you it's about winning. Sorry. That's, I mean, <laughs> come on. He's got tiger's blood and Adonis DNA. That's that's a that's a quote. Tiger's in, in blood a, and Adonis yeah. DNA. Yeah. 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 So that's Charlie Live the Sheen live Dream. The Sheen live dream. the Charlie Sheen Dream. Nope, I just, just found the, the sheen, or just live the Sheen Dream. I am so going there. So yeah, that's that's been a uh, huge highlight for me in the last two weeks. See, I've not been paying any attention to the specifics of that. I just had kind of the background noise of stuff on Twitter talking about the Sheen. Yes. I take great umbrage with that. Yeah. It 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 gets so out of there. Well, st- what does that mean? You click his head, park your nonsense. I'm yeah. still alive, which is pretty cool. Which is pretty cool. <laughs> so, yeah. I'm not recovering like some pussy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, my God. I saw part of uh, just one of these, you know, where they're giving the preview of the interview yeah. that they're going to do with him. Mm-hmm. And 
I'm telling you, he did look like he was doing drugs. He did look like oh, someone he had looks, just... Well, he looks beaten for a... I think he's only like 48 or 49. Yeah. And he looks horrible. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> It's not the years, it's the it's mileage. mileage. It's the mileage, no doubt, man. And what is this about him? Does he like have like uh, like several females living with him? Yeah, a couple apparently. Harem. Okay. Yeah. Bathe so her and bring her to me. <laughs> so we're doing the Hugh Hefner thing then. Oh, yeah. Hugh Hefner. Awesome. Axel Foley. I'm sorry. I feel like I know you. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, Look at these sad trolls. See, this would be more epic if it played the audio. I know. There's, oh. they're, they're, there would be nice sound bites in there, but it's just frank. Some of it does My come from My conduct his... is bitching. Yeah. yeah. I guess I'm just that goddamn bitching. And I got to give him credit for bringing back the word bitching, which I really haven't uh-huh. heard since the mid-90s. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Whoa, and he also uses bitching. gnarly a lot, which is, again, something that I thought I would just never hear again. Oh, here's an awesome one. There's a new sheriff in town, and he has an army of assassins. Yeah. <laughs> he has a lot of quotes <laughs> about Vatican one. assassins, too. I don't know what it's about. But... It was uh, so gnarly, I can't remember. That's, you see? There's so much wisdom there. <laughs> I want oh to my watch God. Jaws on the Ocean in the Dark and be afraid. <laughs> I literally woke up and it was Christmas. <laughs> gnarly, you, gnarly, you are not doing Yoda here. Gnarly, you are, gnarly, you are not. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so there, wow, I have definitely. shared this with you guys. Oh, my and, God. You know, use, use the power wisely. Oh, <laughs> uh, that is priceless. Does it have, so it, it has an iPad app, obviously. No, it's just the website. Oh, it's just the website. Just tap, so tap I, his face. <laughs> I suspect that I can get to it on my iPhone. Yeah. And the appropriate response to that will always be, <laughs> Oh, you got to feel sorry for that guy. No. <laughs> no, I don't actually feel sorry don't. For him, but I am fascinated, that's for sure. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, I'm not. <laughs> what do you have to play the fire? Okay. Yeah. Oh, he sounds so little in that. Because <laughs> he was so little. Yeah. a long time ago. <laughs> you know, we've done 160. 63 or so of these shows, at least just in the mainstream shows, not, never mind the one-offs. Yeah. Oh, my scary. goodness. No, I'm not. So, I, I, yes, I looked over this morning, and the girl had pulled herself up on the side of the pack-and-play uh-huh. and was on her knees with her, because her, it's still set up as a bassinet. Sure. was on her knees with her elbows over the side of the pack-and-play, and she pulled herself up, and I was like, oh. Uh-oh. It's begun. It's horrible when they go <laughs> when they go mobile. You're in trouble. The chase is about to be yeah. on. <laughs> yeah, I see baby gates and yeah. childproofing in my near future. Your yeah, view of your house completely changes. changes. Yep. You're like, what? Oh my god, that thing's pretty low. That'll kill her. That'll kill her. <laughs> yeah. That'll maim her. That'll maim her. Then kill her. That'll That's set, expensive. That'll set That's her on expensive. Fire. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Todd gives her a, a gnome gives her when she comes home. A uh, the little flippy thing from Ted, like the program. Well, I didn't give and it to it's, her. And it's she got claimed she it. she claimed it, but it's got the little metal ring that uh-huh. holds all the papers in the cor- at one corner, oh, yeah, so you yeah, can yeah. flip it sure. through. Sure. And she's systematically pulling all the papers, all the different colored papers, off the ring. Oh my! So that she can play with each color of paper because it's different colors, right. different textures. She's getting you know get a lot tactile. of a lot of tactile yeah. input from this. And and this morning I look at Gnomewise and I say, so did you take the little ring away from her? <laughs> no. So we had to go and take the ring that's the perfect size to go in her mouth. 
Yep. <laughs> and bother her throat. It wouldn't choke her because it's an open ring, yeah. so she wouldn't actually choke to death. Nope. But it would be an interesting surgical removal yeah, if it got stuck in her would esophagus. Not, not be fun. <laughs> so hmm. we basically uh, we're we're starting down that road now of huh. Well. I guess we'll be uh, trying to make sure that terrorists. trying to make sure that she doesn't kill herself. They hate freedom. They do hate freedom. Babies hate freedom. Oh, I thought you brought that for me. <laughs> I was like, yeah. More of an advertisement that oh, okay. my brother came and left ten hundred million uh, oh, American life M-G-D. loggers. Yep. Mm. Yeah. Sorry, it's what we have. No, I know. I, I got a oh, no, case no. of bud. This was <sighs> very deliberately chosen because he was bringing. Uh, uh, Chicken wings from the vine. Oh, okay. It's a deliberate, a yeah. deliberate callback to college. Yeah, okay. So what, what kind of beer? So, well, you have to get the inexpensive American light lager to go with that. So it right, shows up with right. like 24 packs. Um, we're yeah. getting on the road like tomorrow morning. <laughs> you guys are uppity, and, man. And, we, and you're not even sleeping here. So mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. why are you bringing this over here? You're None rocking. of us are going to eat it, drink it. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, the high life. Cheers. Yeah. <laughs> Cheers, dude. So, uh, oh, my goodness. So, yeah, it's been busy with Ted. Yeah. I didn't get to really play that much at all. I've played some um, games with the Munchkin, so I've played Wii games. Oh, cool. Um, but I haven't uh, haven't done a lot with, uh, with WoW, unfortunately. Yeah, the Ted Active staff gave away uh, Kinect Xbox 360, and I failed to win it. Oh. That sucks. I was... Displeased. Yeah, we've still been going strong with the Connect. Um, you mm-hmm. know, obviously just with the dance game at the moment, but there seems to be that they are they have some slated games on the horizon that sound interesting for it. So I'm cool. kind of waiting for those to come out. I mean, there's a couple still out right now. The sport one's supposed to be pretty good too, but we will see. And then I know Dax has been doing Fable Three still. She's just about to the end of that. Last I heard. So no more spoilers then. Yeah, that was. <laughs> We ended up being that was a spoiler. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Well, but they told me it was, and no, I apologize. I guess there may be something after that, too, that isn't the spoiler part, so we'll see. But she's gotten to the point now where she's kind of running the kingdom and has is finding the challenges that go along with that. Um, finding then, the challenges that going along with, I want everyone to like me, those yeah, challenges. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. Yeah. Well. when you make a lot of promises, it's tough to keep everybody happy. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've been doing that. Uh, I've been playing WoW. Most of my WoW time is spent PvPing though now, which and is that was so strange. Yeah. We were asked, we were talking about that just yes. before the show, and you were basically saying that that you know it's the one size fits all kind of. Yeah, it's that's one of the best highlights. Is it really doesn't matter who we have on, we can always go PvP. So if there's just a couple of us, you know, we can do a battleground. We could do two arenas, three. You got the same choices. Four, you can still go do a battleground. Get five on, then you at least have the option. Well, do we want to do a heroic or you know move on? So a lot of our time's been spent there. Um, my awesome guild leader Willow and I both hit over 1,400 in our arena rating, which for me is very, very high, and then probably lost it due to losing matches. But hey, <laughs> well, for a brief moment, you yeah, were for there. a brief moment, we, t- we hit that point and then went away. But most of our guild, Torgo, uh, Solidus, and the reason I'm saying names because they all said they were going to listen today. So, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> we've been uh, doing that quite a bit, and it's been, you know, a blast. You know, you can't take it seriously, and that's, that then makes it. A total different game because if you go in there and really are adamant about doing well, especially if you play on the alliance side, 
that's probably not going to last long for you as a fun activity. Yeah. See, yeah. that would be a bad choice. Yeah. You got to kind of just go with the flow. Yeah. You know, I got to tell you that I, one of the things I find wrong is anyone who takes WoW too seriously. That's any, why, it's why I'm casual. Game. Yeah. Any game. Yeah. It's a game. And I can get very, very competitive, mm-hmm. so I have to be on the super uber end of casual, or I automatically flip over to the I care too much. You all must die. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, I'm going to slay all of you. Yep. comes right into my head. And, it's, and so I can't. I have to stay all the way over here. Right, all right. I have to say about so. that is never play laser tag with this woman. Ah, uh, that's right. I've heard that story. Yeah. Yeah. And on that Canadian note, jail. <laughs> Canadian jail. Not good. Not, good. <laughs> not a, a part of, not a part a. of Vancouver you want to see. All right. That brings us up against our first break. All right. Which I'm completely not prepared for because of the weird things that happened right before. You know, here we gave you that whole extra two minutes as we sat and talked more about PVPing and and talked more about, you know, laser tag. Yeah, but you By the way, I have seen a reemergence of more laser tag uh, TV oh, yeah. advertising. Yeah. It seems to be making another comeback, you know, another round through. So there's a few more arenas opening up, and yeah. they'll, they'll, you know, the the classic ones will stay, and the old ones will exactly. die. Exactly. But they do. Yeah. I mean, that's funny. Every laser tag party I've taken, you know, aired into, has always ended up with more adults playing. It feels like than their mm-hmm. kids because it's like, oh yeah, I'll, I'll strap that vest on. Let's go, bring dude. It. Bring it. Bring it. All right, you were listening to. The return episode of Casually Hardcore live on Versus the World Radio VTWProductions.com. Our RSS feeds are created and maintained by RSS feed creator from JitBit Software. Check them out on the web at www.jitbit.com. We'll be back right after this. This show is brought to you in part by Audible. Audible.com is the leading provider of premium digital spoken audio information and entertainment on the Internet. With over 85,000 programs for more than 1,000 content providers, including leading audiobook publishers, broadcasters, entertainers, magazine and newspaper publishers, and business information providers. Audible customers can also have their Audible content wirelessly delivered to their smart mobile devices daily, even while sleeping, taking the computer out of the equation. To find out more, visit vtwproductions.com and click on the audible.com advertisement on the left-hand side. Or visit audiblepodcast.com forward slash vtwproductions. New customers in the United States and Canada will receive a free audiobook download when they sign up via that link. audiblepodcast.com forward slash vtwproductions.
Welcome to Northrend News, airing exclusively on Casually Hardcore on vtwproductions.com. In today's top story, a memorial service for the late King Magni Bronzebeard ran into some difficulties earlier this week when the event was simultaneously stormed by a bunch of orcs, blown up by gnomish engineers, and crashed by the Dark Iron Dwarves. Destruction to public property has been valued at 6,000 gold pieces, not including the addition of a giant chicken statue to the Great Anvil. But no casualties have been reported. The Council of Three Hammers split up to deal with each threat separately, with Falstead Wildhammer escorting the orcs out of the city by way of his griffin riders. <laughs> Queen Regent Moira Thorissian fined the Dark Iron Dwarves using the ancient code of Barl E. Hopsbeard, which allowed the Ironforge royal forces to seize all Dark Iron Ale on the premises. And King Muradin Bronzebeard levied additional fines toward the gnomes for the accidental destruction of public property. High Tinker Gelbin Mechatork issued a public apology for the chaos yesterday, explaining that the Gnomish Engineers Brigade only wanted to send off the former Dwarven King with the traditional shower of chickens. A malfunction with the new Gnomish Chickenator 6000 was to blame for their part in the spectacle. This week's episode is brought to you by Spam, the newest product line of the Azerothian Canned Ham Association. Gold! Everyone needs gold! We'll meet you at the auction house in Orgrimmar. Just ask for special item code ZX1110GLD. 20% off now. When you go around back, you'll meet our 100% certified legal special agent who will mug you and rob you right there on the spot. Wake up to find yourself with no armor and no money. If you order right now, we'll also clean out your guild bank free of charge. Everyone needs gold, but especially us. For today's top stories from all corners of Azeroth, this is Northrend News. Hi, I'm a little girl who likes CCGs, and Doc Dad told me to listen to VTWProductions.com. Isn't it great? That's great! Actual physical contact! Casually oh my god, hard- my face is on fire. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Sorry. Getting ahead <laughs> of us. <clears throat> Let's just try that again. Casually Hardcore continues live on Versus the World Radio with all of us and all of you as we cruise into our video gaming segment and... No. Yes. Oh my god, my face is on fire. Oh my god, my face (laughs) is on fire, yes. We're looking at the (laughs) new raid level armor tier sets as revealed by MMO Champion. And it seems to be the theme of this armor set is my helmet is trying to eat my head. Yeah. Yes, yes. Lots of teeth and one that was completely engulfed in flames. That's the warrior one. Oh, God, my head is on fire. Why did I put on this armor? Turn off the head graphic, dude. Yeah, I mean, you know, it kind of goes down the list. It's like Death Knights, not bad. I mean, you look kind of monstrous and scary, and you got big teeth and glowy eyes and all the normal bones and crap that Death Knights would have. Druids, they went back to the... They've got horns again. Antler. Antler look, look, yeah. yeah. So... And the stone in the middle of the forehead, the gemstone mm-hmm. yeah. in the middle of the forehead for them. Yeah, it's, but I mean, they look more like they look more like bone and bark kind of stuff, and right, like right. like antler. They do. They look like exposed bone. Yeah. So I mean, that you one's know, not too bad. Terrible. And then then we, we get, get to the hunters that look like Skeletor, or like a samurai Skeletor, I guess. With the one eye. Yeah, with one. No, it's, eye. it's Shredder yeah. from Shredder. Teenage oh Ninja yeah, Turtles. there you go. 
Beware the gaseous stench of Skeletor's breakfast burrito. <laughs> Which, I don't know. I don't play a hunter, so hey. Uh, Paladin, you're going to put your eye out? Yeah. Yeah, it, it is, definitely. You're going to move the wrong way in your helmet, and you're going to blind yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Look over here. Oh, oh. I got my eye. <laughs> Every paladin that's in there. Basically, the message there: you keep your eyes on the path, or else. Actually, yeah. that's. I think that's the mage that we're looking at there that has the little spikes oh, in the right. eyes. Yep. Yep. The the paladin looks like they're muzzled. Paladin is like. Dude, why didn't you tell us about those ads? <laughs> <laughs> I, can't, I can't eat in this helmet. Take man. off the helmet graphic <laughs> now. Now the priest. They're just glowy. I don't know. They, they've had this thing about making priests look like ninjas lately. Yeah. Well, since what, Oldham. What cracks me up about the priest, especially on the female figure, is is because of the way the cloth is wrapping, it's like, so you're going to wear the full Bedouin headdress with the, the, the you know. Ugh. Just yeah, a little that funny. does yeah. have kind of Middle Eastern feel to it. Yeah. Particularly on the female, on the yeah. female character, just the way that it. it it looks to it. Right. So it's interesting. Yeah. But it wasn't, you know, it doesn't make me think priest. No. <laughs> That's for sure. It's, okay. it's all right. Rogues, it's like, you're, you're guys. Ma- you're man of war from Masters of the Universe. Yeah. We, every rogue just wants to be a ninja. Yeah. Just make us look like a ninja. That's every all time. you have to do. Every time. Once you get that right, just reskin it. I don't care. But stop trying to come up with interesting, horrible helms. Don't you think of turtles when you think of this i think they just need to pull their head back turtle. down into the neck yeah. and they're a turtle, turtle. like no no you can't kill me Think, see you can't even get to my head and on this mmo champion <laughs> graphic the, the expression on the woman's face is just my god get me out of here it's like slightly shocked and in fear i've been trapped in the armor <laughs> no, one of the lower bits just what? okay i take it back shaman looks like they're gonna put their eyes out yeah <laughs> Yeah, don't sneeze. Oh, for the love of God, don't sneeze. Well, unfortunately, it doesn't give you the profile shot, so you can't tell how far those spikes coming Stick from the chain out. extend. Well, that's what I'm looking at. I'm like, so basically, you look at them from the side, and I'm sure that that sticks out a good five, yeah. six inches. And it's like, bang, I can't see where my head Bang, Do I can't see where my head Do not get in their face. <laughs> see, Warlock, to me, is just Baron Von Underbite from uh, yeah. Venture Brothers. Yeah, not good. No, with the teeth coming up right at the chin. Uh-huh. I'm just picturing the, look, I can shave automatically. <laughs> That's right. Hey, show, there goes the beard. <laughs> <laughs> I get these strange wear holes right in my beard just from putting my headset on. <laughs> and Warrior is simply, oh, my God, my head is on fire. Yeah. <laughs> what up with that? I'm trying to figure out. It's like the bottom looks like teeth, but the top looks like some sort of gate. Coming down in the fire, it doesn't look like teeth from both sides. Either that or it's two different types of teeth from two different creatures, top versus bottom yeah, in the warrior. I mean, warriors that wear that graphic should just run around screaming. <laughs> emote scream the entire time. And by the way, the hey, female one, the <laughs> just the way this is cut off on the MMO champion site, the female one looks like she has no arms. <laughs> it looks like her arms have been cut off. Mm-hmm. If you look at the way the the little flaming parts come out on the shoulder yeah. graphic, that looks go, like where her arms should go. You got to go to the the full picture. Then yeah, you can see she <laughs> actually does have arms, <laughs> but they're really low to her they're side. She can't. If in. she brings her arms up, she stabs herself in the head. Yeah, well, that's been the problem since day one on the old hunters stuff. But just just because <laughs> the graphic on the Spalders on this one are two sets of jaws, it really looks like whatever it was there bit her arms off. And all she's got is wavy little flaming right, stubs. Right, right. But it's okay to cauterize the wound because it's on fire! It's on fire. <laughs> Along with her face. <laughs> <laughs> it's, 
Apparently and she's one step above a two bagger. Let's, <laughs> let's just cauterize that, right? And 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 her knees and her waistband yeah. and right below her boobs and I'm everything's on here. everything's on fire all the way down. <laughs> it's like I'm kind of surprised they didn't take those thigh plates and put those on fire. <laughs> Particularly in the female model. I mean, Blizzard just simply cannot win in these cases because on, on no. one end of the spectrum, we will kvetch about, oh, oh yeah. you're just recoloring old right, armors. Right, That's right. Meh, meh, meh. Yeah, yep. and Now they do radical new designs. We're like, whoa, look at those crappy <laughs> things. How soon we forget what I mean, what some of the original tier tier one and the, and the tier point five stuff looked like. But yeah, that was not good. But I mean, it's still, we're on tier, I don't even know what we're on anymore. 12, 12 something ridiculous. like that. And I still hold that, like, Tier 4, at least from a Rogue perspective, was the, the best. Pinnacle. And it's like, everything since then, Tier 5 was okay, has been, like, this steady descent mm-hmm. that culminated with that horrible Smurf helm in the Trial of the Champion area la, that was la, 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 horrible. La, la, la. So let, let me yeah. ask this question. <laughs> Go back to the Druid. Go back to the Druid sure. female. Click on her. Look at the full... Look at the full. The full The full package. spectrum there. The full, whole package. Full Monty. All right, got it. Does the different color mean something? Like the yes. types of gems yeah. you choose? No, or what no. does it mean? It's the balance, resto, resto, or feral versions. Or feral versions. Okay, so is feral yellow? Resto uh, green, no balance is blue? No That's idea. what I would guess. But you, you choose you the know. set that with the stats that match your spec. Okay. 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 And she's in the regular uh, midriff style with the little cut. And I find it very interesting now that they're using the the human female model now that the worgen can be druids. Because that's not an elf under there. Right. For the first time. Right. Yeah. Because of the coloring. Yeah. Yeah. So I remember you freaking out when you went into Stormwind right after the expansion. Said, "Why? Why? What's the? Was a human doing being a druid trainer? It's like, uh, is the sun up?" Yeah, that's uh, not a human. <laughs> you, come back, you come back at nighttime and she's in war. Baker, yeah. So that was a nice touch. Oh wow, the full the full death knight. I just was going into the mm-hmm. full ones, and and that's quite the helmet there with the 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 bones coming yeah. off. Like I said, that one I think that's, was pretty good. Wow. But, well, I love the body again. I think it's the the helmets they have the most the the hardest time with yeah um i think they really the death knight body armor is actually really nice yeah that's very well done well really i mean helmets shoulders and weapons are really what kind of define your character everything else is kind of secondary in terms of looks when you look at a character right the first first things things you you really gravitate towards and notice that's why i pretty much never have my helmet on (laughs) exactly so, aside from that, though, there's also been patch notes since the last time we've been on. Obviously, this isn't breaking news, but we have the redos coming of Zulgarub and Zulaman. Yep, five-man heroics. Heroics uh, at the top of the kind of five-man food chain. Very to, excited. And we're going to see the pets come back, uh, the raptor, the tiger, and the bear. Yep, in slightly modified form, yes. so you can still have the badge of honor of I got this when it was harder. Yeah. So, and they've announced the next raid, the Firelands, is going to come in the patch after this. So, in four point two, and their and their their upfront explanation was, uh, we aren't ready to give you Firelands yet, so we are going to give you this filler content. Yeah. Well, not only that, but I mean, they may kind of had a good point. As if you're on MMO Champion, one of the s- new stories just down a little bit is the world first glory to the Cataclysm Raider, just was achieved. 
Awesome. So, I mean, that's, you know, that's a decent content life right there mm-hmm. for their raid content to have that just now hit for a game that came out in November and we're in March. Well, consider the difference, and we were waiting to see what would happen, and now we know. When Cataclysm launched, we predicted that there would be the two or three day spread, and then we would hear about someone who had plowed through all available content. Right. That didn't happen. No. Because, no, you've got to grind heroics for a number of weeks to get everyone to an appropriate gear level to have the slightest ch- chance of succeeding at the raid content. Yeah. The way God intended. <laughs> exactly. So, good on you, uh, Blizzard. I didn't hear. Of, you know, anything more than the background no- noise trolley complaining about people will always complain on the forums. Oh, about, of course. It's too easy. It's too hard. Me, 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 yeah. me. Well, I mean, there's even complaints about this patch, the fact that they're just redoing these instances and not giving us new stuff. It's like, well... we could You could have had nothing. Yeah. <laughs> or another chance to get some of these rare mounts and revisit some fun content from the past while we... Go work on right. Firelands. And really, I mean, there's a lot of players that came in after those instances were meaningless. Yeah, who will be experiencing them for the first time. Yeah, or at least, yeah, get get to the story. And really, I spent very little time in Zulaman, um, just to the timing of where I was. It just wasn't, yeah, it didn't hold much appeal for me back then. But, no, Zulgarub, we did a lot of Zulgarub. <laughs> well, I was in Zulgarub mm-hmm. all the damn time yeah. before Cataclysm trying right. to get the freaking Tiger and Raptor. And me and Dark Helmet were in there all, you know, every reset. Oh, yeah. And, then of course, the never, 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 never dropped. Were dropped. Never. No. And we, there, was, there was the one night where it was kind of our low point where <laughs> <we're sitting laughs> we there, hit rock bottom. <laughs> we hit rock bottom. So we just run it. And this other team that was in the shared chat channel we were in were in there also, and they got both of them to drop. Oh. And they're like, is this rare? I was like, oh. oh. Give me your zip code so I can come kill you. <laughs> I have a uh, another mo- note pulling off of MMO Champion. I- I've always been interested in this. You know, I-, I-, I while I am not a queen of statistics by any stretch of the imagination, I'm always interested in in kind of the statistics. Sure. So there was a uh, kind of the question of how likely is it to get hacked if you have an authenticator. Okay. Um, and the answers in here are very interesting. It says the probability of brute force attacks is very small. The standard authenticator has 10 to the 6 possible solutions. You'll have approximately five attempt, five chances to attempt such an attack per number. Because of how the authentication works, you can actually search for three solutions per attempt. This means 15 solutions tested per cycle. This will then change and you must begin again. So you have a one in approximately 66,666 chances to be hacked per cycle. Wow. Each cycle has a wait period of half an hour. That's about 1,388 days. Wow. That's assuming that the attacker knows your username and your password, and the right. only thing they're trying, trying to, to hack is the, is the authenticator. Right. So 33,000 man hours spent to attack an account that will likely net 50 to $100 worth of profit. When hackers find an account that's authenticated, they don't try to force a hack. They simply get another account and try again. Yep. This allows them to check thousands of accounts in a day. Of these, about 30% will not be authenticated. Or will not have an authenticator right, on right. them. So, those are the. That was really interesting to me to to watch them do the math, and figure that out. I don't know if that's accurate, um, but we do know that uh, as the authenticator and as the number of numbers, you know, as you move from a six-digit authenticator to an eight-digit or a nine-digit authenticator, when you got the iPhone one is a larger number. It's of digits. a much larger authenticator number, more digits. Um, it's 
it, you know, it becomes harder and harder. The number of solutions continues to go up. And so I like yeah. that. It's basically get yourself an authenticator, kids. Yeah. <laughs> it's <laughs> worth it. Even when the dog eats it, it's totally yeah. worth it. Yeah. <laughs> or attach it to your iPhone or whatever yeah. device. Or whatever your smartphone is. I'm pretty sure they have applications for several of them. So. I, don't, I, don't I think they've only st- stuck with iPhone right now. But I would imagine with the prevalence of uh, Android, that has to be right around the corner as well. One would hope. What would One be would interesting hope. to me is is maybe it is. I mean, they're both quite hackable. Both the iPhone and the Android are quite hackable systems. I jailbroken iPhone. So, that's part of what I did today. Yeah, not, so you, not officially, but <laughs> not that's illegal or anything. Those but, off okay. the books. Yeah. Well, I mean, you can jailbreak the iPhone, but what all I'm saying is, both of them have risks. Sure. So could you hack the iPhone to get authenticator information, or hack the Android system? You know, I, I automatically think the this isn't accurate. But I automatically think the Android system is more vulnerable because it's the Linux. It's open source. Uh, it's, it's yeah, it's the Linux operating system under there. But anytime you release a source. machine where someone can have physical control over it, they can extract whatever the hell they want from it. So. Right, right. So that's just equally... me being. That's just me being uh, um, computer prejudiced. That's <laughs> racist. <laughs> Race traitor. I'm a computer racist. Oh my god. Oh, it's terrible. <laughs> I like the walled garden. I'm sorry. It's, it's, it's pretty. It is fine for many. It is not me. Nope, yep. it's not you. All right. So, yeah, we have some new shiny graphics. There's public test realms are up with a lot of these changes. You can get in there and you can play around in ZG and yeah. ZA. And we've seen also there, they may announce a change on the PvP side to Warsong Gulch. I know you uh, know why it's played a lot of Warsong Gulch. <sighs> no longer can you camp the graveyard. They're going to elevate it to a, a position that you are not going to be able to get to your opposing team's graveyard any longer, which Good. is really interesting. And they also said it's going to add time. It's going to actually increase the time, though, it takes to get from your graveyard back to your flag room by about 20 seconds. So it's going to affect that as well. You also won't have flag carriers sitting in their own graveyard, allowing respawns to happen around them right. so they get protected. So it's, an, it's a really interesting change. It'll change the dynamic yeah, entirely. So. Which is one of my favorites still. I mean, it's one of the original three, and, and it's still one of my favorite battlegrounds to do. So See, I just I had that one soured for me. <laughs> I was just playing it at the wrong time. It was you broke my heart, Orson Gulch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've never recovered. It's, just, it's not you; it's oh, me, no. Orson Gulch. Exactly. Just, just the whole the whole witness of the. I mean, we we have our entire team, mm-hmm. Alliance side. Yeah. Step one wrong. <laughs> you play Alliance. I know. I know. I'm a but realist. The entire team, following. This tree druid had the flag, and the rest of the horde team was sitting in their base laughing (laughs) because we could not bring the tree down. Wow. And it just, he slowly marched his way across the field, and we were laying everything we had on him, and he's just, (laughs) rejuve, rejuve, life bloom, rejuve, healing himself all the way across. And, you know, you get some crowd control, I mean, he'd be Hold still for a minute, it would break. And then just, just keep, keep going. on going. Yeah, polymorph him. He just slowly inched his way into his oh own bit. cap, rinse, repeat. And just the, the team that was in there was obviously a pre made. Right. And had, the, for the time, the top tier of PvP gear yep. that was you know, just perfectly gemmed. And <laughs> we, were, we were 
just this group of scrubs who you know didn't have the DPS output, and they realized it pretty quickly. And they said, "Druid, go get the flag. We're gonna sit here and have some coffee." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we're done. Yeah, it's like okay, I'm gonna do something else for a while because that wasn't fun. <laughs> that was a little bit humiliating. <clears throat> I'm gonna go work on getting my PvP or PvP gear improved. Yeah. <laughs> You know, um, it, I don't, I don't PVP very much, so it's interesting to hear you describe how much fun you're having with it, and I'm glad you're taking it, taking it lightly. Yeah. Um, I have been uh, watching Nemesis play a lot of Toy Story Three on the Wii, mm. and it is really interesting. First off, they've got a lot of the different scenes from the movies, right. of course, that they're doing. Um, interesting, they've chosen to make the little aliens with the claw as, yeah. as evil oh, really? in it. So you have to shoot balls at them and knock them down yeah. and things like this at different places, which is interesting. And then they've taken in Toy Story 2, um, they made a video game of Buzz Lightyear that the animals played, the toys played in Toy Story 2 uh -huh. in, in the boys' room. And that's the game you can play. Oh, okay. <laughs> in the week, and so it's really funny. Um, they did a very creative job, actually, in in, in, in building the Wii game. Mm -mm. And uh, you do get to fight Zerg, and oh, you cool. get a lot of. Um, I don't know. Nathaniel uh, Nemesis has just such a good um, kinetic, kin you know, understanding of how the games work. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I I can't help you. Yeah. <laughs> I literally, I literally can't help you. You are way better at this. He asked me to help him defeat Zerg, and oh, he put no. two players in there, and I think I hurt him more than I helped him. <laughs> I can try. How do you fire the laser again? I don't know any of this. It was really funny. Oh man. Oh. Chillins. Absolutely yep. hilarious. All right, so that brings us up against our next break. You are listening to Casually Hardcore Live on Versus the World Radio, VTWProductions.com. We're going to pay some bills. We're going to pay, play you a little fatty. This one is called Aggro, and we will be back right after these. Oh, 
professional for instance cannot be launched man listen to your instincts just fuck off hag roll come and get what you ask for hag roll you'll end up a disaster hag roll better have a defense match than hag roll the battle begins hag roll i had enough for you asshole hag roll what the fuck you do that for hag roll call me back again match than hag roll the battle begins i will take the ring though i don't know the way and the ending will scream Frag Ventrilo servers. Try them out for free at www.vtwproductions.com. Once you've experienced their incredible sound quality of their high availability worldwide servers, sign up for your own vent server at typefrag.com. Use promo code VTW for a special deal. Try on all of their fantastic features, such as their money back guarantee, instant setup over the internet, web based control panel, live chat support, and servers based around the world, so you can always find one that is near to where you like to play. Versus the World uses Typefrag, and so should you. www.typefrag.com, promo code VTW. Hello, I'm Oxhale. And I'm Gnomewise. Would you like to be a correspondent for VTWproductions.com? Well... If you do, send an email to vtwsubs at gmail.com. That's vtwsubs at gmail.com. You have 937 messages, all of which are marked urgent. Casually Hardcore continues live on Versus the World Radio, vtwproductions.com. We cruise forward into our shout-outs, emails, Black Void, Gray Void, all about you guys. <sighs> shout-outs, tiny little dance party going this week. Oot. Happiness. Uh, we have Want to Buy AoE Sheep. We have Diane. Uh, we have Cold Gamer. We have White Tempest. We have Gnome Wrath. 
And I actually think that's it for attendance at the dance party. It was today. a up close and personal dance party. Yeah. Oh yeah. Exactly. Oh my um, god, I got the reference. For uh oh four women, two guys, unless Nomrath is female, which sadly wearing the helm I can't tell. Mm. So Grail, <laughs> you were you quoting George Takei just there? Oh my Oh my Oh yes, Nomrath is female. <laughs> so five to one girls to guys ratio here. Nice. So first shout out brought to us via the miracle of Barry Von Awesome from Cupcheck. Actually, not really a shout out. It was passing the information to me that the Authenticator app is in fact available on the oh. Android marketplace. Good. So equal opportunity authentication, which I will not avail myself of because I should not have my Authenticator with me at all times. That would be a bad thing. <laughs> what? In my work, I have way too easy access to computers ah, that, that can play WoW. Gotcha. And it's a good thing when I just leave the authenticator the hell in the drawer at yeah. home. <laughs> Increases my chances of being a mature adult. Oh, wow. Who wants to do that, though? Want to? Yeah. Not so much. Okay. Have to and should? More. Yep, yep. Believe me, the, the urge is strong. Some days to say, Azeroth is a hell of a lot more fun than this exactly. place. <laughs> the Force is strong with you, young Jedi. The Force is Strong with this one. I have you now. Nice. In the email void. I poke my way into the Outlook. We have one here, ironically. From Cupcheck. Also from Cupcheck. Yep. I'll give that one to you, Grail. Oh, okay. Uh, hopefully this will stay up because mine is going kind of slow. Anyways, hey guys, just letting you know exactly how I feel right now. With the release of Pokemon White and Black, there was a mall tour leading up to today, and I felt like it was back in 1996 after not playing a lot of the franchise for the past 10 years due to the lack of funding and time. After taking pictures, hanging with friends, and being all around goofy, I went back to my house with my brother and roommate waiting. I had to explain to my brother why I like Pokemon after all these years, and with a stare, I told him, because I do. Unsatisfied with the answer he received, and there went my mail. <laughs> Unsatisfied with the answer he received, he stormed in the house, not fully understanding why I still play a child's game. Have you guys ever gotten weird looks or were asked why? Why, why are you playing a game designed for elementary school kids? Cup check. Step one. Was it really designed for elementary school kids? Because in Japan, where these come from, they're pretty widely played. But maybe Japan's the wrong uh, yeah. case study to That's use. Not, uh, you're not helping the argument here. <laughs> no, no shortage of things you run across on the internet, which are just pictures and with a caption of WTF Japan. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, there's still no shortage of people who will look at you funny just for playing nah. console video games. We don't hang with those people. Right. But they're there. But, I mean, when you talk to people, they have their own vices. I mean, like my... Dude, look at him playing Pokemon. Let's go work on our uh, fantasy football league, dude. Right. Or, I mean, even my boss at work. She, you know, doesn't game at all, doesn't have really any desire to, but she goes nuts on quilting. So that's her thing, and she can talk about it for hours, and I always am like... Oh, boy, we're going to talk about quilting. <laughs> and, you know, it's the same thing for me with video games. I would need to see a demonstration of that you actually can talk about quilting for hours and not run out of stuff to you say. You have no, no idea. idea. And perhaps I'm glad that I you do. You probably don't want to have an idea because I've been at lunch and it 
can go on for hours. <laughs> it's it's its own world. It's its own thing. It's it's very you know. It's a hobby. And anything that's a hobby that you can, can really take get into, hours. like brewing. Yeah. Brewing takes hours and hours and hours and money. Right. Quilting is the same thing. It's like needlepoint. Needlepoint can take hours. And if you're not into it, you'll get blank stares from people. Right. And, and macrame. I love doing me some macrame. Right? Hey. What? I used to do macrame. I know. <laughs> that, was, that was not a random selection. Like, I'm afraid you're missing the point here, bud. Macrame is cool. <laughs> it's all about the macrame. Oh, gosh. I can remember uh-huh. my parents having to hang these poor things in their house. <laughs> yes, dear. It's wonderful. Thank you. How long until she moves out, dear? <laughs> we'll have a little bonfire. Oh, but, man. All right. From the email. This one simply titled Casually Hardcore. Right. From Alex. Hey, I'm 18 and have designed a small role-playing game. I know your son is quite young and was wondering if I could give you a free copy to him and him and just give you some feedback. Wanted to mention the game on air, but of course we are all about Pluggity Plug McPlugster on Casually Hardcore. If you wanted to mention it on air, you can give free copies to everyone on your site. (laughs) That's a lot of people. Yeah, be, be careful okay. about that. But anyway, for any of you who may be interested in this homegrown RPG and checking it out, because I know we have a very strong role-playing game community on the forums, uh, and there, there actually was a call recently to try and do, in addition to the play-by-post, a, hey, let's all gather on Ventrilo at the same time and play over voice over IP. Yeah, I saw that was the new thing now. Let's try that. You just have to kind of believe what people roll, huh? Yeah. Natural it, 20. Well, no, you Again, can... Grail. Again, well, obviously, no. There's dice but, rolling services. Yeah, there are dice. I mean, that's what we used for the play by post games is a dice rolling website that right. would generate it for you. Um, you could also, you know, involve Skype and use video to True. To, True. to do it that way. I mean, we, you know, when we get together to actually do role playing, bam, bang, <laughs> boom, Charlie Sheen. Um, <laughs> that's like an F eighteen boy. F eighteen. <laughs> When we do that, our one of my good friends, his brother lives in Florida, so we always Skype him in. Awesome. So yeah, I, I mean, we're technology. Vatican assassins. Vatican. How complicated can it be? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so on the web, check out this homegrown RPG at www.valhira.com. That's V-A-L-H-I-R-A.com, and that from Alex. In the spirit of Pluggity Plug McPlugster, following us today on Versus the World Radio will be a special episode. Uh, makeup episode of The World Strikes Back. Oh, cool. Uh, Gohex recently had to nuke his computer from orbit and rebuild from new components. And then while I was out of town and unable to assist him, Sam Broadcaster gave him the big electronic finger, said, oh, you want to broadcast? No, I think I'm just going to be a, a web browser now. Yeah, I don't, I don't feel like being broadcast software anymore. Ah. So we sorted that out this morning, and Gohex will be following us immediately on the air for a re-premiere on new hardware and makeup episode of Ver- The World Strikes Back. Cool. So Gnome Rath says, hey, I used to do macrame too. Um, and then, <laughs> see, uh, and see, then, this is what the internet does. It lets these people find each other. This needs to be stopped. And then Diane says, hey, I still haven't read all the Harry Potter books. And at my age, I get some odd looks when I tell people. <laughs> so that either means young enough that she, he, she should have read them all or old enough that people are saying, you read any of them? Yeah. Those are transcendent books, though. So yeah. We can so, argue that one. Yeah. Yes, just, I think they just are Just look at well. how many of them sold. 
Yeah, exactly. That broke the whole popular culture barrier. Well, there. the one that told me, and my mom is the one that said, you really should read these books. <laughs> so, you know, it's yeah. it's all ages. This is indeed what we find. There's a good post or a point brought up from uh, Dragger AZ in the Black Void, which was that also in the patch notes, uh, they're going to change soul zones from warlocks to become a battle res. Really? Yeah. Because I know they, take, they have taken will them become away. a battle res, huh? Yeah. They weren't a reagent anymore, so they're right. putting them back in as a usable battle res. Although they were there, you could use them. You just they actually took away soul stones as as a reagent. Anymore. Gotcha. So you could still do the the you know you could still or soul crystal soul shards 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 yeah. But the soul stone you could still do, but you had to do it ahead of time. But you had to do it ahead of time. Now you can choose the target after they're dead. Yeah. Yeah. And the explanation was basically they found that. Nobody's soul stoning anymore. No, it was raids that had a druid with them for a battle res had a decided advantage over raids so that wanna, did not. They so they want to start spreading that ability out. Damn it. Yep, sorry. Nobody. Oh, I hate you all. Everybody becomes special, <laughs> oh, so nobody no. can be special. That's just it. Yep. No one can be special. No it's one's no, special. It's, it's, it's no character left behind. That's what it is. We have regulation now. No character left behind. And just repeat after me. Homogenize. 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 It started when Blood Elf Paladins showed up uh-huh. and Drenay Shaman. Shamans. Yep. Yep. <sighs> but so. we're not bitter. No, not at all. No, I wasn't. Battle. I was just complaining. I wasn't yeah. being bitter. Passport in the raid's gone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'm over it. <laughs> All right, let's see. Barry VA is flashing in the black void. What's he got for me here? Sending in a very special shout-out to our own Boba Fetish. Hmm. He can't be with us live this week because he is saving a nun, a nun full of buses from a burning orphanage. True story. The, wow. <laughs> I think a bus full of nuns, right? <laughs> Something like that. I think that's. We'll the whole, I hope so. Yeah, I think we'll, that's not, the whole point of that statement. I think we'll have to. Head. I think we'll have to get the whole story. Um, yes, you are your uh, white tempest. You are correct. You are your special little snowflake, just like everybody else. That's right. Why can't you be unique and original like everyone else? Yeah, <laughs> that's true. All right, so. Moving onward and upward and sideways. There's a little light on the emails because we weren't on the air last week to ask for them. Right. So let's ask for them for next week right now. Please Go ahead. send in email, commentary, stuff you want to hear discussed or comments and observations you wish to make to the show at alphageekradio.com. That is the show at alphageekradio.com. Cool. Yeah, do it now. Do it now. There's like more than 100 of you listening live. Somebody's got to come up with something. Anything. Please, God, yeah. uh, we don't feel loved. Let me check the video wall, see if everyone's abandoned us. No, there's more than there were. Ooh. Yeah. Hey, there's a big picture of pig blood up mm. on the... See, if you're not watching the video wall, you should be at this point yeah. because Charlie freaking Sheen, thank you, Barry VA, is up on the screen and he's right next to pig blood. Yay. And what looks like a really underlit copy. Or it could be a dude. Hmm. Could be Justin Bieber. You never know. Okay. Anytime you're thinking could be a dude, could be a chick, you're probably talking about Justin Bieber anyway, but that's a whole other story. I Oh, I'm confused. (laughs) What? (laughs) So are many other people. Yeah, Yeah. I have no idea what up with the Justin Bieber thing. (laughs) I just don't Uh, get that. You're not a prepubescent female. Okay, that would make sense. Therefore, you will never understand. 
Why don't we get a start then on the research stuff? Oh, heck, it's going to be there's a like blend there. So I'm going to hammer you with some, some TED Active stuff there. So it's probably just as well yep. that we hit the research team. Who was our research team these weeks? This week, we had Fangs. We had Deus Ex. We had Aid, since we know how to say it now. Aid. How are you doing, Aid? Aid. Uh, Sean Caster and Sekulian, who we still don't know how to Siculian say Sekulian or Sicilian? <laughs> hey, you. And none left. That is our the. research team, which has like 500 posts. <laughs> well, pick one. All right. Let me get out of silly IRC. Okay, so one of the first ones that came up that caught my eye was that the creator of Minecraft said that piracy is not theft in his uh, opinion t- opinion that he delivered at the Game Developer Conference. Oh, he's speaking of GDC. Yeah. Better. So let me open up the story here. So if it's not theft, what exactly? If it's taking something without paying and it's not theft, well, what is it? His opinion is piracy is not theft, he said, referencing the most common anti-piracy argument. He said, if you steal a car, the original is lost. If you copy a game, there are simply more of them in the world. There's no such thing as a lost sale, he said, debunking another popular myth. Is it bad? Is a bad review a lost sale? What about a missed ship date? So noting most people would want to do what's fair and right, he suggests developers see pirates not as inherently evil, but as potential customers. He echoes a familiar theme for this year's GDC, one that was mentioned on Monday by Rovio, who created the uh, Angry Birds game, mm-hmm. uh, countering Nintendo's assertion that cheap, disposable games give the impression that all games should be cheap and disposable, the notion of games as services. Like Rovio's uh, Angry Birds, Notch's Minecraft is constant, consistently updated. The game was put on sale in an alpha state and at one point sold 350,000 copies in a single day. When the game entered beta and he raised the price by 50 cents per, per uh, you know, game, uh, the sales doubled. Treat game development as a service, he says. Make the game last longer than a week. You can't pirate an online account. So that's his opinion on piracy i've heard those arguments before the whole a copy is not theft because the original remains right but that just i mean the whole the music industry you will probably have a few things to say about that. oh yeah obviously that's not a prevalent notion <laughs> well it, it, the argument has some merit because you consider this is someone who never would have spent money on the game sure so you did not lose a sale right right however this person might play the game in front of someone else who has moral scruples and we'll then say, ooh, I have to go get me some of that, and we'll then go buy it through traditional channels. So they're basically yeah, advertising. Possibly. possibly. You know, I've been having, a, having this debate at, uh, about theft at, uh, at UAT, um, because, which is my place of business, because basically it's, it's just kind of a moral and ethical debate. And, and I've had people um, commenting, you know, younger gentlemen taking the, the perspective that, you know, pretty much, you know, nothing is wrong if you don't get caught. What's what's wrong is is being silly enough or stupid enough with it to to get caught. Um, and I think we all maybe can agree that that's that's not actually a a, a mature point of view. Right. Um, but I I live in this place and I look at this and I say, you know what? The reason that you look at piracy as theft is because. People have put effort into the creation of this game, and they did not intend for it to be um, sold. They did not, or excuse me, they did not intend for it to be out there for free. And so the 
the respectful thing to do, the right thing to do is to decide whether or not you want to pay the price for that machine mm-hmm. or for that game. If they don't, if they wanted to, they could do it as kind of the freemium service, which is what they did with Angry Birds, sure. right? It was put on sale in the alpha state and then they raised the price. And so they use kind of a freemium model. Um, but I think that, that it is wrong to say that piracy is not theft. Uh, piracy is theft. It's just a matter of how do you, you know, how do you control it? What do you right. justify? And and the reality is, you're not going to be able to control it 100 percent, no matter what. Yep. Yep. So if you're listening to <laughs> Versus the World, which was on right before us here on Versus the World Radio, they talked in some depth about the recent announcement of the iPad 2. Oh yeah, baby. right. And there's a lovely entry in this week's research team. What Apple hopes you didn't notice about the iPad 2. Ah, do tell. All those things that we thought it would have and that it didn't. But this is not different from when the original iPad shipped. Everyone assumed, of course, it's going to have uh, a camera. Because all smart devices have cameras. uh, No, not so much. No. So this redirects to CNN.com, and let's see here. No change to the amount of uh, available memory. The much-anticipated Retina display. Not happening. Not happening. Uh, the Retina display is the display on the iPhone 4. Oh, yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful. And I would never have thought that you, know, you could really improve upon a flat panel screen at this point until you play with the Retina display and realize, okay, yeah, there is. Yes, there is. There is room for improvement here. But you're not getting it on the iPad 2. So, in other words, they couldn't translate the Retina display to that size. Or it simply made it prohibitively expensive yeah. to do so. Well, I mean, what they say in the article is contrary to what the rumor mill had been expecting, there was no improvement in screen resolution, meaning the iPad 2 is already lagging behind the iPhone 4 with its much-touted retina display, and iPhone 5 is expected later this year. While Jobs told us how many frames per second of video the new iPad's cameras would shoot, he didn't mention megapixels. This is not a spec he has been shy about announcing when it came to iPhone models. Mm. So there's not a lot of detail on the camera's capabilities, the front-end front end right, cameras. Right. Uh, there's a section here called Holding Back. In all the hoopla, it's easy to forget that many features announced for iPad 2 were expected and were technically possible in iPad 1. It was widely remarked at the time that Apple was deliberately holding back built-in cameras for one so the iPad 2 could launch with a larger splash. Barring some mass outbreak of leaks from the notoriously tight ship that is one infinite loop, we like to... We, we will likely never know the truth, but we do know that the one new feature touted Wednesday, the ability to use the mute button to lock the orientation of the screen, was originally available in iPad 1. The button only changed to its purpose when iOS 4 was introduced. Right. So what, if anything, is, Apple's, is Apple deliberately holding back for the iPad 3? A memory boost? Retina display? Cloud sync? Stereo speakers? Yes, the iPad 2 is still mono. One thing we can be pretty sure of, there will be another peerless presentation of achingly beautiful tablet technology this time next year. So I have one that actually wasn't put out by the research team, but I ran into it this week and I said, oh, thank heavens. What you got? It is the first full two and a half to three minute trailer for Game of Thrones. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Came out this week. It came out. I saw it on trailer of the day. 
Um, and it was phenomenal to catch it. They got mm-hmm. uh, Sean Bean. Yep. Uh, Boromir from yeah. Lord of the Rings. Right, but you got to understand, he's playing Eddard Stark. Yeah. Right. And if you've not read the books, you don't know just how small that role is going to be. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, but I mean, it depends he's playing, on how... He's playing a big role in the two-minute and 20-second trailer. <laughs> it's, it's a big role in the first book. Right. It's a it's a really, a good really big one. Well, and this yeah. is an HBO series. Yeah. So, so it, it, this, it may take some liberties. And it may go on longer than yeah. you think. Yeah, one season might not equate one book. book. Yeah. It could take them two seasons to sure, get through book sure. one. The you other, don't know. The other big R.R. R. Martin news, though, yeah. is A Dance with Dragons, which he has now said is the final book. Really? Yeah. Wow, which, okay. Which caught me back. I had to look. And you can go to... Uh, George R. R. Martin.com and read carefully. Really? See if I'm misinterpreting what he's saying there. But more importantly, it has a ship date in July of this yes. year. And it is he's discussed as a, uh, we know we've given you dates in the you know, 2006, <laughs> seven, Trust me, baby. Eight, uh, and 9 through 11 inclusively. Uh, this one's for real. And you will shortly have A Dance with Dragons, which is, was originally started like, as the second half of uh, A Feast, Feast for, for Crows. Crows yeah. And he sliced off as a separate book because it was right. just getting too too damn big. Right. Um, yeah, I, I would like you to, to give that a read and see if I'm misinterpreting I will have the to links that talk to this about as the final that. book. It's like, that doesn't feel right. It, yeah. How's he going to wrap, how the hell is he going to wrap all these all these plot threads up in a book? And I just thought he was going on a hell of a lot longer than that. Yeah. He might have changed his mind. I got uh, an HBO series to go uh, executive produce, so see ya. <laughs> And and the the links to this one were always about we were always we were all worried that he was going to quote pull a Jordan and yeah, quote. yeah <laughs> right exactly <laughs> and to me it's you're either going to pull a Jordan or you're going to pull a Zelazny a Jordan is you take your series off the rails and into the spinning void and then die right a Zelazny is you just up and die in the middle of a really freaking amazing series right right yeah which oh. was depressing which was yeah. awfully depressing you'll leave a few short stories to indicate the direction you were headed with the courts of chaos and then croak it's like I want to resurrect you so that I can kill you find you in the afterlife and have some words with you how did it end yeah but I digress oh so no math was saying that that uh She's got friends she won't loan stuff to anymore. She says, if I paid $40 for it, why should you get it for free? <laughs> and, uh, and my answer to that is, is uh, you actually never loan anything to your friends. You know, it's like money. We never loan money to our friends. We either give it to them as a gift and think of it really right. as a gift mm-hmm. or you don't do it. Right. Because otherwise it gets all weird and you're like, oh, I never got that thing back. Oh, I never got this back. And so I, I try not to I try neither to borrow, although sometimes you have to I try neither to borrow and I try not to loan. Right. I try to just right. gift. Um, I don't know. Black Void wants to know if they're making a movie for Wheel of Time. That one's been in development hell for eternity, I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Not probably not happening. That Nothing was my that kind heard. of impression, no. too. I mean, that I'm aware of. I mean, there's there's stuff like you know, Ender's Game has been in development hell for years, and occasionally, and, and fairly recently, has emerged as we're really close. It's, right, right. It's going to happen this time. Like, well, whatever. Just call me when I can buy a ticket. Yeah, exactly. Right. Um, and really, that, that's just not a text that lends itself particularly. Or, I, don't, I don't know. I think it could be done just just the first book. Yeah. Because every book in that series is 
such a oh, radically game. different yeah. one from the one before right, it. Right. Then he kind of loop, loops back around with his retellings of. But uh, if you were if you were going to do it, wouldn't you pick? Like I'd pick Ender's Game and I'd combine in all of the pieces, like Bean's story, Ender's Shadow, and I'd yeah. po- combine in so that you had a really, really rich, robust telling. Mm-hmm. And it might make three movies that way. Right. Um, so you'd get your trilogy out of it. Or a series you or know, something. Or yeah. a series or something like that. And Hollywood does seem to be addicted to this concept of if, if we're going to adapt a large property, it's going to be a trilogy. Right. Because Tolkien taught us that trilogies sell. That's money right there. Right. Oh, by the way. Uh, I loved in the in the Black Void there. Egyptian father names daughter Facebook yes. to yeah. honor Egyptian uprising. Yep, awesome. saw that one. Um, named his daughter Facebook to commemorate the role of the social networking site in the uprising that eventually led to the dethroning of now former Egyptian president Hosni Mubarak. Mm-hmm. Created by the now world famous Google uh, Googler while Goman, the We Are Khaled said Facebook page. Um, emerged just days after Said's death in June of 2010. Oh, wow. The page was key during the uprising. Noam seemed to vanish during the uprising. It wasn't until after um, Noam was released from the custody of Egyptian National Security Forces, and then they give you the full story. Cool. Um, it was really interesting. I was listening to I didn't get to talk about this on the air, I don't think, because it happened in that whole crazy week. Um, but I was listening to an interview on NPR with Buzz Stone. Mm-hmm. Buzz Stone is the president of and founder of Twitter. Okay. And he was talking about Twitter um, and and the effect of they had received requests. Twitter was ready to go down for much needed server maintenance. Right. And they had received requests, including requests from the U.S. State Department, not to take Twitter offline because of because what of what was going on wow. in Egypt. Um, so official requests from the State Department. And then they had also received, um, after, you know, all of that, what had happened was um, they, you know, they, they shut down the Internet in Egypt. And as a result, the uh, buzz stone went to Google. Yeah. And within about, like, three hours, they had the voice-to-text solution. So oh, wow. go to your landline. Call this number. Call this oh, number. Yeah. And it'll re- it'll be tweeted out. Oh, your message will be translated and tweeted out under your account. And so essentially, it, it took them about three hours to get Twitter back up in Egypt yeah. so that the protesters could organize themselves. That's amazing. Um, yeah, it was phenomenal. It was more about communicating with the outside world because with the internet down, no one in Egypt would receive your tweet. Sure. But you could certainly communicate stuff out to the rest of the right. world. Which was huge for people understanding what was going on. Yes. Um, at TED, one of the speakers... A late ad was the founder... Of Al Jazeera. Oh, wow. So he came in to speak at TED, and in his presentation, he said his uh, reporters in Egypt were broadcasting with their cameras, and they were they were looking at things. Yeah. And he received phone calls saying, please keep your cameras on. Wow. If you people turn their cameras off, they will mass genocide. They will come in, and they will kill everyone that is in the square. Hmm. And the fact that the cameras are on and broadcasting live is the only thing that's preventing this. Please, please, please keep your cameras running. Hmm. And so he was sending out directives to do everything that you can to keep the cameras going, particularly at night, to make sure that things are documented because it's actually serving as a protection to the people. 
Um, you know, they because Al Jazeera, of course, is, isn't, although interest in the West has really risen with it um, in the East, it was really showing what was happening right. to all of the other nations there. And so it was, it was power of technology just a, and a profound talk. Yep. Um, yeah, well, observed that here we have this thing that we've we've not ever had before it was a revolution with no leader right no charismatic right. leader leading the charge no single person planning and executing mm-hmm. it was just a lot of very angry people who were able to communicate with each other yes. and a lot of very young people who were very I, dissatisfied. who were very dissatisfied but were also idealistic enough to say we can we, do this we can do right. this and we can make it better yeah and so they, they didn't believe that they needed to have a general with armies and all of this capacity, this military capacity behind them in order to really enact the change. And so that was, it was really a profound, yeah. it was a really good presentation. We the people think we have a, a better idea. Sound familiar? Yeah. It's mm. good stuff. But so, anyway, all right. that brings up to our final break. I've got a little Jonathan Colton Mandelbrot set queued up for you guys. And then we will continue our general nerdiness segment when we return. We are casually hardcore. Casually wow. hardcore. Man, <laughs> doesn't even know the name of the show. <laughs> this is Casually Hardcore Live on Versus World Radio. We'll be back right after this.
I am Gnomewise. And you are listening to VTWProductions.com. Versus the World Radio. Casually Hardcore continues live on Versus the World Radio, VTWProductions.com. In our general nerdiness segment here, I wanted to thumb through. I've got some visual reminders here from all the TED Talks I just threw. Now, the, the TED Conference is this nonstop assault of... Talk after talk after talk after. So you do get a lot of information overload, but I wanted to pick out the ones that I thought would be of most interest to you guys. Mm-hmm. So the first one that jumps up coming from the bottom of the screen here is Eli uh, Perissier reveals some frightening data about online identities. I call it filter bubble. Personalized data that you all see, you don't even know what you don't see. And what he demonstrated during his talk is that Google is changing search results between one person and another, based on, well, we don't know what. Mm. But he did a demo of, here's my search for the keyword Egypt, right? and here's my friend's search for the keyword Egypt, done at the same time on the same day on two different machines. Right. And on his friend's unrest in Egypt and all the stuff was all top news, top hits, and he had to go three pages in to find the same content. Really? So he's saying Google is not generic anymore. It's right. not a generic search engine that will give uniform results across people. And is that necessarily a good thing? It was very thought-provoking. Some of the stuff he demoed that said, you can do this yourself. You know, Compare your search results to your friends and yeah. see that they're customizing them to what they think you want to see. Right. Well, are they doing you a service when they do that? And how could this be abused? And the answer that comes immediately to mind is really easily. Yeah. Obviously. So be afraid was kind of the uh, underlying theme on that one. <laughs> Who's not afraid of Google at this point? Hmm. <clears throat> Microsoft sure is. Uh, yeah. Ithor Bender brings out Amanda Boxtel, a wheelchair user wearing astonishing new exoskeleton. She is walking. And yes, they demonstrated power armor, ladies and gentlemen, live on stage. They had a U.S. soldier wearing the power assist lifting gear. Mm-hmm. And it's real. And it works. And they had a woman who's paralyzed from the pelvis down walking around stage. Wow. She had been We are church. close to aliens. Yep, her first time walking for in 19 years. Wow. That's impressive. And it's, you know, not the smoothest thing in the world. Um, but, and she still, you know, needed the stabilizing sure. uh, crutches on either arm. And there was interestingly you know, someone following her around with some kind of control pad in his hand doing something. So it's not... Uh, okay. Com- the, the soldier did not have that. Oh. So whatever system, whatever additional safety they wanted for the woman who was paralyzed was obviously not necessary for the military version. But this is 
the closest to deployable technology demo I've ever seen. I mean, all the ones I've ever seen were you know, usually Japanese versions and were right. highly produced and really obviously, okay, you're showing the concept well and you're showing that you've got some of the stuff done. This is basically, here's the, the one that doesn't require an external power source and actually works and was, was pretty damn impressive. So power armor soon, guys. I'll be I'll be queuing up for my set. Exactly. <laughs> Not my own personal mecha. Or what was the one? The ones in uh, BattleTech. Oh, uh, well, Infernos they were. or the the little personal suits. Oh my God. Um, they were, they were element elementals. Elementals. Thank elementals. You. Yeah. Annoying as hell is what they were. Oh yeah, they were little punks jump on you and cut your armor open. Yep, and they would hack the system and take over. <sighs> Be afraid. Be very afraid. So we got the elementals. We just need now the giant mechs. Yeah. All right. <laughs> uh, as far as just fun, they had the, the L.A. Samba school there playing drums. That was you know, just a makes you feel good about being alive kind of a moment. Cause nice. It's got a good beat, and I can dance to it. Hmm. Uh, they had a woman, Christina Lempe Unrud, uh-huh. was doing a presentation initially that was that looked like, wow, this is fantastically boring. Um, just demoing these modular rechargeable battery cells. Uh-huh. It's like, well, yeah, so you put a lot of little batteries together and they make a big battery crate. And well, yeah, yay, huzzah, huzzah, we understand right, this right, concept. Right. And got the point where we talk about we put enough of these 47,000 of these together and now it's a car with really long range. Like, yeah, well, that's, that's, that's dandy. Right, right. But she had the point of her talk, which is concept she has. Now, what we want to design is a system whereby you drive your electric car home, mm-hmm. typically right around that time of day where everyone's coming home, right. walking into their homes, Turning on the lights, turning on the oven, turning on the microwave, turning on the sure. TV, and she shows the graph of here's power usage for that day. That just spikes in incredibly, right. and she makes the point of we have to build power plants and distribution networks that can handle that spike. Right. Our power plants are over-engineered for this two-hour period. Mm-hmm. Right. And we, the and two we, hours in the morning when everyone's mm-hmm. getting up and getting ready to go to work, and the two hours when everybody comes home at night. So what if you could bring your electric vehicle home and take all the spare power that you didn't use during the day and use it to power your house during that time instead of tapping into the grid? Ah. And feed any excess of that back into the grid to help prop up your neighbors so we smooth out the peak. Because if we're going to have all these electrically powered devices trundling around doing various things... Why do we have to charge them the moment we get home? Why not deplete them to do important and useful things during certain times of day? And then at 2 a.m., when the usage is at its lowest, everyone recharges their cars. Like, okay, that's why, you got, that's why you got picked for a well, One of our, our biggest issues just in power in general is the fact, you know, everybody wants to use alternative sources, wind, solar, uh, turbine, all that stuff. But it's the storage of the energy. Because you have to plan your grid out to hit all the peaks and valleys and have it always be a constant flow. You can't have excess power on your grid. So it's always trying to figure out then what type of batteries, what can we use to get that power off our grid and keep it in a safe spot so that when we do need it, we can tap into it. And that's, you know, having it become everybody's car is a really interesting take on that problem. Mm-hmm. And for those of you playing the, the home game, uh, you can go to conferences.ted.com slash TED2011, and you can see the little cheat sheet that I'm going off of here. Um, there was one that isn't posted um, that you showed me yesterday, and it's, it's just because, it's, uh, you get, because he worked TED, he got, he got access to the archives. Uh-huh. So I can actually see the kind of the unedited. Oh. Here's the entire conference, the all raw, yeah. raw and unedited. Um, but the first one that he had me sit down and watch was about the virtual choir. Okay. The the first virtual choir uh, happened in 2010, early in 2010. 
He started it in 2009. And this is a modern classical composer. Okay. And what he did was he went out and he posted his uh, YouTube video of him conducting. Well, no, it started from by a fan submitting herself, this little 14-year-old girl. Right. Singing the soprano line from one of his compositions. Oh, okay. And, and said, I just did this for you. I wanted you to see this. And she was adorable and talented, but he was thunderstruck and had this idea. Right. Wait a second. If she can do that... Then can mm-hmm. I get everyone to sing? Can I get a, a, an entire choir of people across the world to sing all of their parts to this composition and then edit it together and have the virtual choir? Okay. And so he ended up in his first group. It was something like 155 people oh, wow. submitted, and they were all brilliant and wonderful um, and this was uh, Eric Whitaker, Eric mm. Whitaker, and he and they sang and they he played part of the performance and that's available. It's it's YouTube and it's beautiful. Yeah. Um, but then he decided he would try it again, and he had twenty five hundred people. Holy crap! When, when they finally closed, when they finally closed submissions from fifty nine countries around the world, from as far north as Alaska, far south as New Zealand. Right. And all wow. around the world, and they sang all of the different parts of his composition called Sleep. Okay. And it is, uh, they've strung the whole thing together. They've done a beautiful job of editing these videos in. Um, and it is, it, it, it's, this one's c- it's kind of set up like a solar system. This one in particular is set up like pieces Group, of the Grouping the people grouping by their the, regions. Right. And so you'll move from reason, region to region and they'll be on a, on a, a, sphere. S- a sphere. Right. And their videos are playing in the background. You can see them actually singing their parts. And they've just done a beautiful, beautiful job with it. And it was... Um, they premiered the first three minutes of it or so at yeah. TED. So it was not, ins- it'll, be, it'll be done later this month. It'll be done in April, April of 2011 is what he said. But the, the reality is, is that it was this wonderful crowdsourcing demonstration um, for something that simply gives people connection and joy. Uh, and I found that to be really, really wonderful. And it was just inspiring, not only because the music and the, the voices were profoundly gorgeous. good, yeah. just yeah. gorgeous. Um, well, also, you got to give props to the guy who was doing the editing, editing. and scrubbing the audio on all yeah. these totally variable inputs and then timing everything together because these are all their, their live YouTube videos. Right. That they've submitted. And, th- th- and they said, play hey, them here's during mine. The video, and they're oh, all synced wow. up. So th- that's one hell of an editing job. Right. And that's just it is that he's he spent his time. So submissions closed at the end of February. Or excuse me, at the end of January. And so he's had the month of February, this editor, to do all of this amazing. We've got three editing. minutes of it done so far. <laughs> yeah, a lot of work there, kids. Oh yeah. Um, Sheesh. But it was just. Oh my and you goodness! Can go, you can go watch Gorg- the complete gorgeous. virtual choir 1.0 is up on the website that I had Barry link in the IRC. Cool. Um, and if you, uh, unless you're dead or have no soul, I think you'll find <laughs> it to be at least a little bit beautiful to listen to. Yeah, it was absolutely phenomenal. So, um, also, we had this, yeah, a really fun presentation. And as these become publicly available, the, my favorites, I will, like I did last year, uh, feature them embedded on yeah. the Casually Hardcore page, and I'll tweet about them. But uh, Shay Hembry was an artist. He's an interesting artist because he is a total redneck. Um, <laughs> and he, he, he talks about this. Mm-hmm. And he sounds like a redneck, and he is, but he, he is definitely... An artist. Okay. And 
artists will do sometimes do collective uh, installations referred to as a biennial. Every two right. years they'll get together and they'll. And he kind of got to the point and said, I'm just going to do my own biennial, biennial, but I'm going to invent 100 artists, all of whom will be me, to, to contribute to this biennial. I'm going to put it on. And then he goes, proceeds to go through a listing showing the art in, in vastly different mediums, right. representing some of them as individuals and some as groups. So he says, this is a consortium of Japanese artists who have done this. And he had full biographies for all these non-existent people, and he was talking about them as if they were real. And he obviously had spent a lot of time just figuring out who these artists were and then creating art that, that, they, people, would make. that they would have made. Yeah. And, but he's just rattling them off from, from memory like they were real people that he was talking about. It was hilarious, and the art was really, really good. Yeah, uh, It came to one section. Was, these are some... some people who are very much interested in pragmatism and so their art installation consists of they've gone down this length of barbed wire and tied a warning label to every barb hmm and but it was just the fun part was just him talking about these hundred artists as if they were real people in tremendous detail, detail yeah great so that, I, hope, I hope that one comes out they, they tend to um release the ones that have the biggest wow factor yeah. soonest just to generate buzz and I've just linked that in IRC. Sorry for bypassing you on that one, Barry. And back to that's kind of crazy, though. I mean, it was he was he's a little nuts. Yeah, oh, I mean, yeah, he's an artist. I mean, <laughs> but he, he, the saying goes: conform, go crazy, or become an artist. There you go. And there's Charlie Sheen's head again. No, there that's he not is. Not what I wanted. Where did the? I would have appeared to have closed the wrong window. No. No. What the hell have I done here? Ted.com. Stand by. I apologize for the dead air conferences. And, and 2011. This year's theme was rediscovery of wonder. And different presenters adhere to that to varying degrees of competence. <laughs> um, there was one young lady, a fashion designer, um, and just everything she flashed up on slides just made me think Dr. Seuss. Really? Stuff that P Dr. Seuss wore. She wore these interestingly functional pieces of like headgear. Right. And one that has tubes leading from your ears to a funnel, and you just, basically you can talk to yourself. And there was one she called the, the discommunicator, which is basically this cylinder that you and I would, would each put against our mouths. Uh -huh. And during an argument, we just shout at each other at the same time because she says, if you're going to shout at each other and neither is ever going to budge from their end, end of the argument. You might as well just do it just this way. No one else has to listen to it. Wow. Um, yeah, she was hilarious and very, very <laughs> crazy. Um, in a good way. Yeah, that's her. Yeah. There. You can see some of the weird things in the background there. Nice. That was Kate Hartman. Maker of whimsical wearables. Her talk to yourself hat channels the sound of your own voice back into your head. So you hear when you speak out loud. That's uh, cool. They had a spoken word poet, um, I think 22 or 23 year old mm -hmm. young lady who'd been doing poetry slams since she was like 14. Uh, really, I mean, it, you begin to remember, oh, yeah, that's when poetry's good. Uh, this is why we still have poets. Right, right. Um, and she was. Very much butterflies in the stomach at the outset, but the, once she got rolling, it's like, okay, now I know why they invited you, because yeah. that was really good. 
Uh, what else did we have here this year? Uncle Bill was here. Bill Gates not uh, presenting this year. He was um, in charge of one of the segments. So you don't just present uh-huh. when you are doing that. You are actually in charge of going and finding the people, getting them to agree to speak, and they, they tend to stick to a theme. And he picks he picks some good ones. Um, he's still he's still Uncle Bill, but <laughs> what? He's still Uncle Bill. Yeah. yeah, but he's in his philanthropist stage. Now. Right. Exactly. I have gobs of money, and my Hi. wife would like me to spend it. So thank you to the Bill and Belinda Gates Foundation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, As an educator, yes. Yeah, thank you. They do for, a lot to the of Bill, work. To the Bill yeah. and Melinda Gates Foundation. Are you kidding? Well, speaking of educators, yeah. there, were, there were several here. Uh, the Khan Academy is one that you should all check out. Like Khan? Or just... As in Khan, K-H-A-N. Really? Khan! Yep. Wow. Okay. Uh, all right. The... So it's a Star Trek Academy. No. No, <laughs> it, it's, the guy's name is Khan. Oh, okay. Um, but the he's created... A system that can be used by any educator, mm-hmm. and it goes into some depth in his talk. And again, I hope this is one of the ones that makes it there quickly um, for public viewing, where you get really good data on how your students are learning. And he demonstrates that the system we use now, you're very likely to classify kids as slow learners when they really aren't, if you look at them over a longer period of time. Okay. Um, they just learn differently, or they hit the aha moment in a particular topic at a different later. pace. At yeah. a different pace. But then they're sure. right back up to being what you would, if you looked at them at that snapshot later, you'd say they were an advanced Normal learner. Normal or, yeah, advanced. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's trying to design a system that gives the instructors a much better idea of where the students are mm-hmm. and where the gaps in their knowledge are. The problem with most systems now now are you do... A section, you take your test on that section, right. you score 85%, and then the whole class moves on. Yeah. Well, what about the 15% of that topic you didn't learn? Right. That they assume you know when they build upon it in the next segment. Well, you're being set up for failure because you didn't completely learn the last bit before they advanced you to the next bit. Uh-huh. And he's designed a teaching system that really won't move you forward until you demonstrate that you've got it all. No child moves ahead. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Um, <laughs> this, this is for the individual students. <laughs> That's right. what I just said. No child moves ahead. Well, it doesn't hold. It doesn't. Nobody hold learns a hundred percent of everything, and that's bad, because we are, you are expected to know that hundred percent because of the design of the next unit or next segment. The assumption when that is written is you know everything that came up to this point, and that's broken, because we already know that not everybody knows everything. But you, you're starting this next segment. Assuming that everyone does know everything but, about the But the one. reality is that if I had to get 100% on everything, every test in algebra, every concept in algebra, I would never move on to calculus. Or I would demonstrate it once. I would get that 100% once. It doesn't mean I know how to use it, but at least I would then be allowed to move on. People don't. People remember the things that they use consistently. And the reality is that I learned that I knew algebra really well when I completed calculus successfully. 
I had to go that level beyond the material in order to actually master it. So I, I think this idea of I've got to have 100%, maybe I don't understand it. I think you're not wrapping your fully. head around it because he, what he's saying is it is absolutely possible and it's a lot easier than you think. And, I would have. And, I would, and I've designed this tool that proves it and I'm giving it to everyone who wants it. Right. Well, I want to see it and I want to use it and hopefully he can convert me because I look at it and say the reality is that when we build prerequisite knowledge, you don't have to know typically 100% of everything that happened in that prerequisite class, but there are fundamental skills. You can't go on to programming you know, Java 2 or C++ 2 or C Sharp 2 without understanding the essentials of programming 1. And that's, that's a reality. But, yeah, I would want to see that. Yep. Uh, another educator that stood out here was John Hunter, who teaches fourth graders and using a system he's called World Peace Games. And I saw this one. Yeah. The students are handed basically a, a role-playing game. Uh-huh with 50 interlocking problems, and it's basically based on the world. Right. And all the problems relate to each other. You mess with one, you mess with them all. Sure. And the goal of the game is to try and, by some means, be it negotiation, finance, military, whatever, achieve world peace, solve all 50 problems. Oh, wow. And he also gives the kids the art of war. Okay. To read, and nine-year-olds totally get it. It's like, we, we really underestimate what our kids are capable of understanding hmm. at the age and I can demonstrate that by showing you these videos of these kids that are talking about their experiences in the games as they relate to Sun Tzu and nailing it. Wow. It's like kids saying, I, I've won some battles. And, and what Sun Tzu says is those who win want to return to fight another day. And people keep coming back at me because those who lose want to come back and win because they've lost. And right. we're now in this cycle. And that's exactly what Sun Tzu said. And that's really weird. But I get it now. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah, really is, is one of those people that has a powerful message, has done really good work, and is, is a great public speaker, which yeah. is, makes for a really fun talk. Oh, sure. Um, and they had the, the wrap-up one was Roger Ebert, who I, I hadn't realized the extent of what Roger Ebert was going through mm -hmm. when he fell off the map. He had salivary cancer, right. and they had to remove his lower jaw. Yeah. And they made six or so attempts to rebuild the jaw from bone grafts, and uh, he's burst his carotid artery about six times, right. which is something that kills 98% of the people that it happens to, and it's happened to him six times. Yep. So he's got nine lives, and he's got like one left at this point. Yeah. Uh. Um, so he was there, and he had two other people, three other people with him who were reading his prepared statement because he usually communicates to the computer, but he's learned that listening to the computer-generated voice for long periods of time puts people to sleep. Sleep, right, right. So he's having his wife read some and two other oh, friends cool. read segments of it. And talking about him using the power of the Internet to mm -hmm. keep himself from going insane. So right. I can, can continue doing what I love doing, which is entertainment reviewing just via the web. Right. And he's met this whole other community of, of people with uh, similar disabilities that use the Internet the same way. But he also demoed a fun bit was what company customized the text-to-speech uh -huh. using grabs of his own voice. Yeah. Because he had such a prolific library of published recordings of his and voice, speaking, yeah. they were able to get the entire set of, of words that they needed. And he then did a demo of it reading his speech in a really fair approximation yeah. of his own voice. Yeah, I'd read an article about this prior yeah. to that. Um, and it was... 
a custom job, you know, just for him. But they were demonstrating that we can sure. absolutely do this if if we get a recording of somebody before they lose their ability to speak, we can make you your voice back. And it is emotionally for him a, yeah. a big deal for you for you to be hearing me speak your voice again. Yeah, yeah. considering so, you don't have the ability to do it anymore. Yeah, and, he, and he said, "I, I never will," because uh, they're right rightfully afraid that if they try and do this repair again, they're going to kill me. And they, they they keep putting them in, and they keep collapsing, and it's just it's just not going to happen. So, I will not be having a jaw again for the rest of my life. So this is how I need to communicate when I do need to do it in person. I become a really good typist. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then that was that was a, a good that was the the big uh, end cap at the end. Nice. Uh, so those those were some of the big ones that jumped out at me. The stuff that you, technology nerdy. The baby's trying to eat the microphone. Yep. Uh, <laughs> awesome <laughs> i will as these get released post stuff embed them in vtwproductions.com for all of you to enjoy i'm hoping to be invited back next year cool i'll yeah. let you know i'm um, excited it's an all volunteer thing as usual and then yep. they, they could they could change it into something where they just hire somebody to do it at any time we just try to do a good enough job that they don't feel they, they don't yeah, exactly. they don't feel they have to do that, that thought yeah. doesn't cross their minds everything's cool we don't want to do that nice uh, the problem we run into is the organization that runs the conference in palm springs tends to have a lot of turn- turnover on their staff. So we saw very few familiar faces this time around from mm-hmm. previous years. And it's just a matter of we have to break in a new crew every time. Every time right. they're, they're very competent people. Uh, it's just, hi, nice to meet you. Nope. You, you have no idea of my competence level. Right. The person who was in your position last year ain't here anymore. Yeah. So we just have to just keep proving ourselves to new crowds of people. Gotcha. But it's totally worth it because... Cool. I w- would never be able to afford to go to the TED. Right, right, right. It is, it, is, it is an exclusive gathering. Great opportunity. Oh, bring it on. So I'll try and share it with you guys as much as possible. And baby making burble, burble noises. Yes, baby making does. huge raspberries, actually yep. foaming at the mouth. Thank you, everyone who came today to the dance party. I deeply appreciate it. Um, thank you for coming and spending time. Snow Scar, good to see you, dude. Oh, wow, there's one Long the time, past. no see. And... Uh, Definitely happy. Uh, baby's starting to go a little nuts here. So, uh, so stay tuned yeah. on the stream for Gohex taking over from far across the pond, Scotland. Scotland. Actually, and that's where Ted Global will be this year. In, in their movie Edinburgh, to, right? Moving Edinburgh? to Edinburgh. Yep. Oh, nice. Invite me to that one. Exactly. <laughs> not, bloody, not bloody likely. However, Gohex, if they do send me there, I will expect you Johnny on the spot with the uh, amber Scottish liquid there you go. every night. And Whiskey? And, and, what? and as long as we're wishing, oh, that's stuff, Irish. Sorry. I want a pony. Yeah. <laughs> so oh, there you go. Stay half on pony, the half monkey. <laughs> uh, half pony, half monkey monster to please you. <laughs> stay tuned for the World Strikes Back coming up next on VTWProductions.com. We'll be back next week, same bat time, same bat channel. I have been Gnomewise. I've been Eyelight. And I've been Grail. And we are out of here. Boop. Bye-bye, radio people.